Today our Gospel passage comes from the Gospel according to John, beginning in the ninth chapter and the first verse. Our passage begins in the first verse, but goes all the way until the 41st verse, meaning once again there are a lot of possible topics for this sermon that are contained within the lectionary selection, so we will narrow our focus to one. Some of you may remember or have it, have heard it on an old and on an oldies station, the 1980 song by Johnny Lee called Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Today we might call the message Looking for Sin in All the Wrong Places. Our passage begins with Jesus seeing a man born blind. The disciples asked Jesus, Why was this man born blind? Is it because of his sin or his parents' sin? Notice, they had no doubt that the misfortune of the man was because of sin. The only question that they had was who was the guilty sinner? Who was to blame? We like to blame people when something goes wrong, or at least it seems to go wrong. If you have a burglary, people ask if you locked your doors. If your computer crashes, people ask if you had virus protection. If you have a vehicle problem, people ask if you use bad gas or got your oil changed regularly or some other maintenance or all of the above. People want to find blame. The disciples were no different. They asked Jesus, who should we blame? The man or his parents? Surely this is somebody's fault. Jesus, however, does not look to blame. With blame comes condemnation. And remember, John tells us in chapter 3, verse 17, that Jesus did not come to condemn, but to save. Jesus answers the disciples, it was not the man's sin and it was not the parent's sin that caused the blindness. This man is blind so God's glory can be revealed in him. The man was born into his physical blindness just like we are born into our own spiritual blindness. Yes, we individually sin. Yes, our parents have sinned. But just like with the blind man and his parents' sin, neither of those facts have anything to do with the fact that we are born spiritually blind, spiritually dead, spiritually incapable of fending for ourselves. The disciples were looking for sin in all the wrong places. Jesus turns to the man and shows mercy, compassion, grace, and the power to change his life. Jesus anoints the man's eyes with mud made from spit and dirt, and then tells the man to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. According to Ephraim the Syrian, that early, early Christian writer, the making of mud is to make us think of mankind's creation from the dust. What was whole then at the creation before the sin of Adam is being made whole again through the work of Jesus. Notice though that once the man's eyes were anointed, he was still in his blindness, still in his darkness. Jesus then tells the man to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. Once the man had gone and washed, remember he still cannot see, so he certainly needed help to get to the pool of Siloam, the place where he will be brought into the light, then the man gained the light of sight. Likewise, we are sent to the baptismal font so that we might be washed and see the light of Christ. We, when blind, cannot make it there ourselves. That is why those who are already Christian are called upon to help and guide others who are still blind. 
we must recognize that the person who is not practicing the faith is in darkness and need of help, not condemnation. We cannot allow ourselves to fall into the blinding trap of looking for sin instead of helping a person find the light. That is also why those preparing for baptism need godparents, so that the newly baptized will have people both to guide them to Christ and then to teach them how to live in the light of Christ. Back to our gospel. Now that in the gospel the man born blind can see, he knows a miracle has occurred, and the people around him are both amazed and confused. As a result, there are some of the people who are angry. Some people just cannot stand it when another person has something positive in their lives. A friend of mine whose family has a successful business is constantly having to deal with those in his area, people he grew up with, who are trying to pull him back down. There are people who vandalize for no other reason than to ruin some nice thing that is owned by somebody else, only because it is owned by somebody else instead of themselves. There are people who are jealous of the talents of others, so they insult the people they are jealous of. In the case of our gospel, the Pharisees have done nothing good for the people. When they see that Jesus has healed the blind man, rather than celebrate a miracle given by God, they say that Jesus is a sinner for not keeping the Sabbath. Pay attention to all that means. A man was born blind, facing a life of hardship, will always be required to rely on others, is suddenly healed and made whole, and ignoring all the good before their very eyes, the Pharisees say, that guy who healed him must be a sinner. They go on. If Jesus was God, he would not have lifted a finger on the Sabbath. The Pharisees were looking for sin in all the wrong places. The Pharisees then put pressure on the man and insists on answers about the healing which has occurred. The man replies, God does not listen to sinners, but God listened to this man. So how can you say that Jesus is a sinner? The Pharisees, confronted with their own belief about who has prayers answered and who does not, turn their anger against the man. Do not try to lecture us, you sinner. You are a sinner. You have been a sinner since your birth. You have no business trying to teach us. Ignoring what they knew to be true about God and God's listening to prayers of the righteous, the Pharisees were again looking for sin in all the wrong places. This time, the healed man himself. Now, when we look at our passage for today, both the disciples and the Pharisees were looking for sin in all the wrong places. Sadly, the same is often still true today. Too many people in the church look out at others and see those others to be different and assume that the difference is sin. People in the church look out at others and pick some aspect of another person's life, maybe job, clothes, relationship, how or where they worship, and because it does not match their own, they declare the other person a sinner. Rather than lead them to the light of Christ. But those who are spiritually blind and seek Christ are healed, 
and they see the light of the Christ for the first time. And as Jesus explained at the close of our passage, those who already see God but use their sight to look for sin in the lives of others become blind. Who is the more to pity? The one born blind but given sight? Or the one who has had sight but blinds themselves to the sinful judging of others? Be a Christian who sees the light of Christ by not ever falling into the blinding trap of looking for sin in all the wrong places. Amen.